Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Speaking of good music, by the way, in my day, the only place you ever heard good music when I was 16 years of age was The Grove. And many people from the north side of Dublin will remember The Grove. Opened back in 1967 in Belgrove Football Club in Clontarf on the north side of Dublin before it moved to St. Paul's College in Rohini back in 75. I would have went to The Grove from probably 78 to about 81 or 82. And I befriended the DJ. And he is the reason that I am sitting here today. Because when I was 15, I was in awe of this man. He stood there with his wavy blonde hair and he had one deck, one single deck, no twin decks in those days, no equipment, no laptops. And he had a box with all his seven inch singles in them. Later on, of course, we moved on to 12 inch singles, but he had this box and he'd flick through it. And as he flicked through the box, he would decide what the next song would be. And he'd pick up his microphone and talk in between the two songs as he was changing the record. That was the old days. Most he wouldn't even understand that. His name was Cecil Nolan. Well, sadly, Cecil has passed away in the last few days. Sadly, he was buried yesterday. And for all those who remember Cecil, the DJ, and to help me remember him and the Grove. And we want to, by the way, find out where you went. I know a lot of people would have went to Wesley and other places like that as well. But any nightclubs and discos you went to, please text them in. We want to remember all those because the nightclub industry is in serious trouble at the moment. Not just because of COVID-19, but before COVID-19, the nightclub industry was already in trouble because of the change culturally in the way we listen and dance to music. So I want to remember all those nightclubs places you went to. So text them in now to 087-188-0008. But Andy Culbert joins me on the phone and he's a good friend or was a good friend of Cecil Nolan and took over the reins to do the reunions. Good afternoon to you, Andy. Good afternoon, Niall. Great to talk to you and especially on uh, such a great topic as Cecil, you know. Oh, I have to say I was devastated. Paul, a friend of mine uh, who rings in the show regularly, uh, rang me there going back about six or seven weeks ago to tell me that he was in hospital and he was he was very unwell and I, I posted it on Twitter at the time that he was very unwell. Uh, and I know he, he fought the illness to the end. He did. And uh, very sad to see the loss of Cecil. He was a legend, Andy, wasn't he? Uh, that's, that's the, I have to say that is the one word that follows or is, it goes before Cecil, you know, is legend. Mm. Everyone I talk to, oh, he's a legend, he's a legend, yeah. he's a legend. You know, and that's, I think I've never heard, you know... The word le- more word appropriately legend. used. Yeah, yeah, exactly, especially in, in my, you know, in my world, you know. And I remember I used to go there, I can't remember the lad that used to help him take the speakers down. I, I used to hang around with him a bit, um, oh, what was his name? I actually went away to Scotland with him once on his motorbike, but he used to help te- Cecil take the speakers down at the end of the night, and I was very jealous of him because I wanted to be I wanted to be <laughs> Cecil's pal. I used to hang around on the stage and watch him, and I want and when I saw Cecil doing this, I wanted to be a DJ. Yeah, he was the person who made me want to be a DJ. I ended up yeah. getting a job in a record shop because of Cecil, because I had this obsession then with music and records and everything else. And you yourself, Andy, obviously had a bit of an obsession with it too and Absolutely. became a good friend of his. Absolutely. But it's funny you're saying that you went in 78 to 82. Yeah. At, the, at that age, I would have been about five or six years old. And my dad, used to, my dad was the head of the PE department in St. Paul's. Yeah. And he'd bring us as kids down on a Saturday afternoon to burn off some energy, running around, you know, jumping on the trampoline, swinging on the ropes, climbing yeah, the, the wall. parallel bars down the back, yeah. where, where, by the way, people used to do certain things under the duffel coats. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so we'd be there in the afternoon before the Grove, and that's how I first met Cecil, because he'd, he'd be in setting up the chairs and the speakers. So I was there before when he was setting the speakers up. Yeah. You were there when he was taking them down. Yeah. 
So yeah, so it's funny, and that's the first uh, my first introduction to Cecil. And he'd give us, uh, you know, a bottle of uh, Pepsi or Fanta or whatever from the tuck shop. Yeah, but I well, just remember, by the way, in case he's listening, Jarlett was the guy who used to take help him take down his speakers at the okay. end. Okay, Jarlett. I never met, never met Jarlett. No. Yeah, Jarlett, nice guy. <laughs> yeah, so that was it. Was my first introduction, and then it was on, wasn't until about two thousand and two that uh, my brother Paul he recommend I was DJing in a place called Isaac Butts opposite uh, Bussaurus on Store Street. And I used to play Grove songs there, but I never did anything official. Now, and then well, by brother, the way, for our listeners who don't know what Grove songs were, Grove songs were kind of the dad rock of the time. You know, you would have had Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, all that kind of music, the dad rock music, the good rock music, ACDC, they were the Grove songs. Absolutely. And, and Grove songs, depending on what uh, era you went to, they'd mean to be different Grove songs. And some, as you say, from the, the first time he played music have lasted all the playlists all the way through to his, you know, 1997. So there were some real, um, some classics in there from, you know, 60s right through to 90s, you know. When was his last, when did Cecil play his last reunion? His, his last reunion we had, it was actually ne- next week, or was it next week, maybe a little later, last year. It was the end, it was the 30th of November, I think, okay. last year, and we had that in the Abbey Tavern. Right, okay. I, in Hoth. I remember so seeing yeah, there was, a, there was annual, a good few reunions uh, in the old Sheeling, wasn't there, when that was there, too? That's exactly. That was the, um, after I did the tribute nights, I did, without Cecil, I yeah. did the uh, reunions. We, uh, Isaac was closed and we needed a new venue, so I looked at the old Sheeling, you know, more of a local venue, and that's when Cecil came on board. I managed to persuade him. It took me a couple of years to actually persuade him to get involved in the kind of the second wave as such. Of yeah, the I, I, I spoke to him on the phone going back about, it must be about 10 years ago. I can't remember what the reason I rang him. I think I might have rang him to come on the radio for, at the time for something. Uh, but I remember speaking to him on the phone and he declined the invitation to come on the radio because he, although, you know, publicly he was this kind of person, this entity that we all looked at, he was quite a private person. Absolutely. And he is shy as well. And as I said, it took me, I uh, called him up and I asked him, could I, you know, is it okay if I do a Grove tribute night, you know, mm. play Grove songs? And he says, absolutely, no problem, go for it, but I don't want anything to do with it. And then over the, that year or so, I'd meet up with him on O'Connell Street to ask him, okay, is this a Grove song? Is this a Grove song? So I'd have to go through uh, a Grove song authentication process over, over <laughs> yeah. that year. Because I didn't know. I, I, the Grove ran for 30 years. I went for three of those years. So there was a lot more songs than I was aware of. And where, where's, the, where's, the wooden box, where's the wooden box of records now? His wooden box of records. Remember we had this wooden box? Wanna, yeah, I, the two of them. Uh, about maybe uh, he he actually a couple of years ago he actually surprised me one night and he he gave them to me he passed them on to me and so, so uh, you I now have the official Cecil collection absolutely and at the end there towards when he was sick you know I felt like I can't hold on to these you know these belong to his sons you know not to me like to Robert yeah. and Con- and Connor and I didn't want I didn't want to hold on to because I thought it was rightfully theirs but then uh, and I said to Rob listen you I have the boxes in my parents. Oh, we've lost him. We'll try and get him back there. We'll just try and get Andy back there. But by the way, I want you to text in uh, 087-188-0008. What nightclubs or discos did you go to when you were a kid? Niall, I went to Saints Hoth, uh, the Montclair Hotel, Club Nassau, remember? Well, Blinkers. Uh, and the Summit, says Billy Larman. Yeah, absolutely remember it well. Chivago's on a Monday night, says somebody else, after playing snooker in the cross guns. And then there was Barbarella's, Lord John's, The French Connection, Great Times, Nile. Sorry, I have Andy back there again. Sorry, Andy, yeah, you were saying you, you were going to give the records back to his son. Or his sons. Basically, um, 
they said he, he uh, basically they, he talked. Then uh, Connor talked to Cecil, and Cecil said that he he want, and they both agreed that um, they wanted you to have them. them. Yeah, yeah. So to carry it, to carry on the legend. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, they're there. My parents has. I, I might, they, must be, they must be worth a few quid because if I can remember rightly, like there was some great you know originals there, like Beatles, Let It Be. Oh and, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. Was, yeah, there was some great. I mean, originals. I think the what they'd be worth would be more to Grove people because they're in shit condition. If you pardon my French. <laughs> yeah. You know because they, they've they been played so many times. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the dust of all those years gathered on it, you know, which is kind of uh, very romantic in one way as well, you know. Okay, and is there going to be another Grove reunion now for the Grove people out there? Well, uh, oh, would that be, be had, would that be disrespectful now at this stage? Yeah, no, I think I have thought about it, and I haven't thought one hundred percent, one hundred percent through. But I would like to have at least one last bash, absolutely, for, in his know, memory, in, in honor, like a wake, yeah, yeah. a wake as such. Yeah, that would be and, a great idea. And I've done many things for the Grove. I've kind of, I've, you know, got the Grove website and the reunions. We did a documentary in 2006. That's right, because the people don't understand. The Grove was so famous that RT actually did a documentary. Yeah. Uh, and famous people, I suppose, well, when I'm talking about famous Irish famous people, Marty yeah. Whelan, Jerry Ryan, all these people all went to the Grove and everybody talks about the Grove. Yeah. Absolutely. So then I did that, and then the, my next thing was the 50th anniversary back in St. Paul's. So we did the 50th anniversary in 2017. Yeah. And my, my last thing that I told Cecil I would do, I get a statue of him put in the St. Anne's Park entrance of St. Paul's. That's, that's my mission. I don't know how complicated this is, but... I like to think big. Have you, like been asked, have you been asked to Dublin City Council about this yet? Not yet, not yet. But I think he deserves it. I think he, he deserves, deserves it. it. Yeah, no more. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If we can he get one of Phil in it up there, why not get one of Cecil up uh, there? That, that, that's just my next thing. And I told Cecil, you know, the last time I talked to him there a couple of weeks ago, I said that uh, this is this is my plan. So, And when, when, when did you last speak to Cecil? When he was in um, hospital, obviously. It would have been about a week and a half ago, I think. Okay. A week and a half ago. Um, and how was still, he a week and a half ago? Obviously, he was he quite was, unwell. I was he was surprised. He was really strong in spirit. Really strong. Really, uh, I was because he. I talked to him the day after he was gone into hospital. Robert okay. called me, and he was having a really tough time getting to grips with everything because it all happened so quickly. He had cancer, didn't he? Yeah, he had cancer. Yeah. Yeah, stage four cancer at that point, and it yeah. was a, a shock. It was a shock to everyone and him. And he was he was really finding it difficult to process everything. You know, mm. the finality of everything. But then. Uh, there was such a huge outpouring of love on the Grove uh, Facebook. We have a, a Facebook uh, page, the Grove Social Club. Um, and basically, there was such a huge outpouring of love from all over the world at, uh, to Cecil. And, and Rob, his son, read Cecil all the messages that were flowing in constantly. And I really think that this gave him that second win. Well, I'm glad, I put a message, I'm glad I put a message up on it now. <laughs> yeah, I, he would have heard it. He, he uh, definitely would have heard it from uh, Rob. Yeah. And he was, he, he was keeping an eye on that all through his last time, as, as much as he could, you know? Yeah. So yeah. This, this, that, that gives such strength to Cecil, I really believe. And the people in St. Francis Hospital, or St. Francis Hospice, really looked after him well, and that was the other part, I think, that gave him that little extra yeah. push towards the end. So, yeah, that's, that's the last time I talked, and he was in really strong, yeah, strong spirit. Well, look, so. our condolences to his family and his sons yeah, and his friends and everybody that knew him and everybody who went to the Grove. It certainly, he certainly was a legend and the Grove was legendary. And Andy, absolutely. I know no man better because I've read a lot about you and I've been told all about you by other people as well that no man better to keep the legend alive and to keep the Grove alive uh, for the, in the coming years. Andy, it was that. lovely talking to you, all right? Likewise, no. Even, likewise, though, it, even though a sad occasion, I think, it's, I think it's good and I think it's a happy times that we all remember from Cecil. So I think it's... It is. 
All and right. I look forward to seeing you at the next, uh, the final wake, the big Ab- bash. Absolutely, I'll be there. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Andy Colbert. All right, who just remembering Cecil Nolan, who sadly passed away at the age of 81 on Monday. And Cecil will be remembered as the founder of The Grove and the man who kept that legend alive for so many years.